Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ben Neighbors from the BuildMySportsBiz.com podcast. Now, today I have a really good episode for you. We are going to be talking about why crappy coaches in your city are actually good for you and your business. So, this all stems from a conversation I had with a coach last weekend. We talked over the phone. Um, as you guys have heard me talk about, um, I have a way of talking to you one-on-one over the phone. Uh, if you ever listen to the end of our podcast, I always talk about how to do that. And um, I had a conversation with this guy. His name was George. Um, George lives in Minnesota. And we spent about an hour talking about this, uh, about this uh, I would say, topic of why like coaches in his town are, are ruining the sport and blah, blah, blah. And he spent a lot of time talking about, you know, what's going on in his town and what he wants to do about it. Right. And towards the end of the call, I was like, you know what, man, like it's actually good that there's bad coaching there because this gives you a, a better chance to succeed because if you can offer something quality, the bad coaching is like that's always going to be there there's bad coaching in every sport i see it in soccer all the time in my city um i see it and i hear it from it from all these other coaches now who are listening to this podcast that watch our videos yada 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 so um i wanted to come on though and and talk about some things that that you can do if you know that there's bad coaches in your town or if you are unaware of that right um, what sort of action steps you should be taking so you can separate yourself from everybody else. So what I'm about to go through, um, I have eight different points here. Um, some of these are stories. So this this podcast might be a little bit longer. Um, I know the last couple we've done have been very long, um, and we plan on doing that. This might be a little bit longer, so I have no idea how long it's going to go. Um, I'm just going to go through these points one by one. So the first thing that I want to talk about is for you, whether you have started your business or not, right? It doesn't matter to me if you're a coach and you want to help kids and you you are successful coaching or, or you want to get out of coaching uh, high school and you want to start your own business. To me, it does not matter. The number one thing that I did and I've told this to hundreds of coaches that, and this this really helps you is is going to figure out and doing homework in your city about like what are the the organizations in my city that from in my position soccer right um, who's doing club soccer who's doing recreational soccer and what I did is I went to go out to the fields and I went to go see what the level of coaching is like and I did this. And I still do this, right? Because it keeps me on my toes as far as, all right, like Ben, we need to have something that's better than everyone, right? And if I just get complacent over here, thinking that what I offer is the best thing, and in my head, I know I offer the best thing, but if I just am content on that, that that's really not going to, to be something that ultimately separates me from competitors who might be younger than me they might have more energy than me they might be better at social media than me like i have to always make sure i'm i'm at the top of my game right 
And for me, going and doing my homework in my city and understanding the landscape of my sport, that is very important. And these are things that most coaches don't do, to be honest. Like most coaches are not going to local recreational practices to watch coaches um, to see what holes that 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 they're missing um, or going out to club practice or select doesn't matter the sport. And the reason why I want you to do that though, is because it's going to show you what kids need help with. And I have said this over 1 million times on this podcast, but because sports in, in general, sports is growing. Youth sports is, is getting bigger and bigger. Kids are not going away. Parents are going to continue to have babies <laughs> and specializing in sports is becoming bigger and bigger. And what I mean by that is like creating a specialized training program for kids. Like I'm looking at my city right now. There is, we have an elite soccer program. Um, there's a guy who's doing elite basketball program. I just met a guy in my city who's doing the elite golf program. Um, there's elite baseball, hockey, uh, football, like every single sport, tennis, we have multiple tennis academies. These are coaches who started their own business that are not affiliated with any schools, any clubs. They knew that they could create a specialized training program for kids who need extra help. And this is like the main point I want to drive home right here is when you do your homework and you can see what kids need help with, this should be you who comes up with a solution to create that thing that can actually help a kid, the kids in a better way than what they're currently getting in their normal practices, right? And that is why I am here. That is why I created this podcast, because I see so many coaches out there who need help as far as figuring out and structuring their business, right? But that right there is number one thing I would do. Like, and I did that from day one. Like, I honestly went to go figure out exactly what kids need help with. I went to high school practices, club soccer practices, rec practices, every single level of soccer you could think of. And that concept is going to apply across any sport. So that is something you want to do and figure out what kids need help with. Now, a step above that is going to games. So like you could go to kids practices, stuff like that, talk with organizations, but going to actual games and seeing what is happening in games. And here's what I see. Like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I see every Saturday. I go out to the field. Um, this is part of my, my routine. I don't do this every Saturday anymore because I just don't have time. But I do this at least two Saturdays out of the month. I will go out to the field at 8 a.m., right? I'm watching kids warm up. Th these could be kids in club soccer, rec soccer. It doesn't matter. I watch them warm up. I can see 90% of the kids are not confident. Um, I can see when the game starts, a lot of kids are hiding from the game. They don't want the ball. Like, so why is this happening? Well, I go back and I look at step one. Well, the training that they're getting is not helping them play good in games. And then I think, well, shoot, what can I do about that? Like, I'm not going to blame their coach. What can I personally do to change that so these kids can perform better in their games? And then I realize, wow, what is the type of training I need to be doing? What is the, the type of mindset I need to be teaching these kids so they are more confident, Right. So when I go to games, I can get so much data and figure out like within a, a 60 minute window, I could go to four different games and watch like 15 minutes of each game and be like, wow, that kid doesn't want the ball. Wow, that kid is super aggressive. Why is he that way? Well, he's getting training with this other guy. 
oh, shoot, how can I help this kid in a different way? So like I'm always thinking about how I can help kids on a personal level, right? And going back to what we said in point one, personalized training is right now that this business is blowing the F up, <laughs> right? Now, and I've been in this for over 10 years. This year, I have never seen as many people who've reached out to me who want help. That's because everyone can go to YouTube now, type in how to start a sports business. You'll find me, right? Find me on iTunes. You'll find me on our website, right? People are looking for help because they are looking to get out of coaching clubs, coaching teams. They want to start their own business because they know now more than ever that personalized coaching is the way to go because that is what parents want. That is what kids need. Kids are not getting that in organized um, team coaching. And to me, I don't care how good the coach is. It's impossible to give one-on-one -on -one attention to like for soccer, for example, to 18 kids at once. Like it's, it's just not done. I mean, there's some great coaches out there. Um, and that's where you need to understand, like for whatever sport you coach, you can be the one who creates the go-to program that is specialized for kids who need help. Right now, here is the next step. And I do this all the time. When I go to games, right, I'm not just going to go talk to any random parents. I'll go talk to the parents of the kids who I train and I'll say, hey, um, who's the team manager? I would love to chat with them real quick. And what I'll do is I'll go talk to the team manager and there's a team manager for every sport, right? Unless it's like golf, like if it's golf, you could go talk to the high school, uh, one of the high school parents of the, the kids who plays, right? Um, and like the way I look at it is, I can go connect with that person and ask that person, what do you feel like your team needs the most help with? And she'll open up to me, he or she will open up to me and tell me what individually the kids need help with, which is amazing for me because that gives me more information. Even I can go watch a game, but if I can get that from a parent who's been watching that team play for years, now I have a better idea of exactly how I can help. And then in that same conversation, I can offer her, I could say, hey, I would love to put on a free clinic for your team. We can address these areas in, in one hour. And I would love to do this because I know it can help out your team. But this is going to be something that can really help players <clears throat> on an individual level. So that's me talking to a parent or me talking to a team manager at that point. Any coach on the planet could go do that. Like that has gotten me in front of hundreds of kids, right? And remember, I'm not the most... Like I am very confident when I talk to parents now, but like I'm not the most outgoing dude. Like that sort of stuff still for me can be awkward, right? But I know if I want to help kids, I need to do stuff like that, right? And so do you. You have to put yourself out there and show parents that you want to help because this is the way I look at it. Parents never took me serious until they understood how much I cared about helping. That's just the way it was. And I know it's going to be that way with you, right? So that is going to be very key. Now, here is the next point. And when I had that conversation with George, you guys heard me talk about that earlier. I heard him, and I know he's going to listen to this podcast. It doesn't matter because we, we talked about this already on the phone. Is like, is you don't want to complain about what other coaches are doing. I want you to come up with a solution. So I actually love, and I mean, I love that there's crappy coaches all over my city. You know why? Because that helps me separate myself even more from what they're doing, right? And I want you to think about that. 
I love that there's crappy coaches, right? That makes my business better. That makes my business more appealing. That makes more people want to come train with me, right? And that's not, I'm not saying I love that kids are getting horrible training. I'm not saying that because I want kids to get better training, but I wouldn't exist unless there was crappy coaches, right? Because there's crappy coaches, that allows me to, to understand, wow, I have this huge opportunity to help kids on a level that they're not getting in their current sport, right? They're not getting in their current practice. So I can be the one. I can be the one that provides a solution. So instead of complaining about what all the other ding-dongs in your town are doing, like understand it's your responsibility now to create the solution and, and recognize, you know what? The more popular that your sport gets, the better it is because the, the worst of quality coaches are going to continue to keep coaching. And the better that you get with your business, the better you get with your coaching, the more quality your program is. And that's going to help you stand out 10 times more, right? So you want to be the person who comes up with the solution, not the one who keeps complaining about what coaches are doing. And I'm laying the law down now. If you call me and you talk about Oh, well, the, the coaches are so bad here in my city. Good. All right. That's awesome. That's better for you. Right. I would be like, oh, crap, that sucks. If, if you were like, man, the coaches are great in my city. Right. Because that, that's going to make it harder for you to stick out. Right. So I know that sounds a little weird when I say like, I'm happy that the coaching's terrible in my city. But guess what? That's better for me. That gives me more of a chance to help more kids on a level that I know they can't get help with. Right. So I know it's a it's a it's kind of a, a strange way of looking at it, but in the reality, that is how you should look at it. Right. And I even put myself in the same shoes as George. Like I used to be like, golly, these coaches are garbage. Like, and that's just me being real. Like I, I knew that and I and, and it took me time to realize, wow, like what the heck am I waiting for? I need to go do something about it. Like I'm not gonna just sit around and and talk about how bad these coaches are. Like, I don't need to talk about them. I need to go focus on how I can actually make a difference and make a change, which is the next point that I want to talk about. And like, you guys have heard me talk uh, over the last couple of podcasts. Hopefully you've listened to the last three. Um, but like, you guys have heard me talk about being ruthless with your mission and when I say that, I mean like when you know you want to help kids and you have something that can really add value, you need to be ruthless with your mission to help as many of those kids as possible, right? Now, if you're in my, my uh, mastermind right now, you will know that it's not about helping every single kid in your city. It's about helping the most committed kids, the most committed parents. And how can you position yourself in front of those people only and weed out everybody else, right? But when you are on a ruthless mission, that means a couple things. Number one, if I'm on a ruthless mission, that means in the morning when I wake up, like no one's going to call me. And if they do, I'm not talking to them. Like I only take scheduled phone calls. That's number one. Number two, when I wake up, I have a to-do list that I'm going to knock out before eight o'clock in the morning, right? That is done. Number three, like in order for me to be on a ruthless mission, I need to be in contact with parents all of the time. So I still do this. I'm still in contact with at least two to three new parents every single day. That could be um, parents of 
of kids who I used to train. That could be team managers. That could be a club coach. That could be a high school coach. I don't give a crap who it is, right? I'm going to position myself in front of the right people who I know that have influence over those who I can train, right? That is how I can consistently build my business. And remember, like I am not after trying to train a million kids. Like I don't need to do that anymore. And you shouldn't want to do, you shouldn't need to do that either. But you can help a select group of players in whatever sport you're in by positioning yourself in front of them. And when you are on a ruthless mission, that happens. Now, going back to that is like th- this is part of like and you I don't know if you guys heard the psycho traits podcast, but like one of the things that I, I help coaches with is like be ruthless <clears throat> with your time. Be a control freak. Like it I, and I, I hear so many people talk about, well, you know, I don't have time. Well, yeah, you do. Like you do have time. Like if you have time to listen to this podcast, you have, definitely have time to to be selfish and, and be ruthless with with how you set up your day, right? And the way I look at it is very simple, right? If I wake up in the morning and I am not on a mission, if if I am just like, all right, what am I going to do today? If, if I wake up with that mindset, probably nothing's going to get done. And I'm going to end up doing a lot of busy work that's not going to do anything for my business, right? For example, when I record these podcasts, for the most part, I will batch these together and I'll spend one day recording probably eight hours worth of podcasts and those can go out over the next two months. I'm not going to sit here every single day. I'm going to upload a new podcast and and record it, schedule it. Like that takes time. Like this is where you have to automate your life, right? And when you are ruthless on your mission, you will learn how to do that. You will learn how to carve out time to focus on your business, even if you're working a nine to five job, even if you have a family. Some of the coaches in my mastermind have like they had nine to five jobs they had kids they they had a mortgage they had stuff to deal with real life pressure right and how did they get out of that and transition into like a full-time training business well i know 100 it came down to being ruthless with your time being very selfish being very like like having that that mindset where you are a control freak right and i know a lot of people think like when i say the word control freak it means that I'm in control of everything. Um, and the reality is, yes, I want to be. Like, why would you not want to be in control of your time? Or why would you not want to be in control of your finances? Those are things that people most of the time do not have control of. And when you're a control freak, you can start to manipulate, right? And control how your life is, right? That is amazing, right? And, and more, more people need to have that mindset. Um, and that is how I am able to help more coaches right now is because I am a control freak with my time, right? If I wasn't, I wouldn't have time to do these podcasts. I wouldn't have time to send out my daily newsletter. I wouldn't have time to do YouTube content. I wouldn't have time to talk to coaches in our mastermind. But I do because I know how to manage my time in a way that like most people from the outside looking in, they would think I'm very selfish. But guess what? I'm on a mission and no one gets in front of my mission. I don't care who it is right? The only thing that could get in front of that would be family, right? If there's a family matter outside of that, no one, no one taps into my mission. No one gets in front of it, right? And that's why when I say being on a ruthless mission, that means like you put your head down, you have tunnel vision, you don't get distracted and you go after it. And that is something I feel very confident helping anybody do, especially those who are in our mastermind. Um, 
some of those people have to, they've had to make massive changes with with their daily schedule with their mindset because of that right so that right there is really key now i'm gonna like kind of shift gears here and and talk <clears throat> talk about something that it, it has to do with crappy coaches um but this is a personal story that happened to me this happened in 2012 and i feel like this can give you a, a really good perspective of of how to go about your business all right so at that time i was training these three boys um their names are uh taylor uh, seth and austin and these three boys were uh 12 years old and they were playing on a horrible club soccer team they had a horrible coach uh how do i know this well i go back and listen to the first two or three steps of the podcast I did those two or three uh, first three things, and I went to go watch them play. Um, they were in my training program. We were working on skill development, and these three boys were like extremely good. They were way too good for being on the team that they were on. Um, I could tell when I go watch them at practice, they were not getting better at, at their club practice because of the coaching and because of the team environment. It was like honestly absolute garbage. Like it was a total waste of time for them. And while they were training with me, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I know I'm helping them right now, but I would be able to help them a lot more if they're playing with kids who are better on their normal team, because that way they personally can see more development and they can apply more about what we're doing in our session into their own practices. And I was looking up for the kids and their best interest and their future and the parents and their best interest. So what did I do? Well, I came to the point where one day I was like, you know what? Like after my practice, uh, I let the kids go run around for 10 minutes at the end. And I talked to all the parents, uh, to their three parents. And I said, look, like your boys are really, really good. Like I see a ton of potential in them. I know right now, whether you guys agree with me or not, I know right now that the training that they're getting at the current club it's not complimenting what we're doing here and it's holding them back from their potential. And I gave them a list of some other teams that they could try out for and tryouts were, and like, it was like six months away from that point. But I said, I really advise you guys like, because the goal and th like, this is between the parents and me, but the goal of the kids was to go play college soccer. And these kids were 12. And when I have a parent who tells me their kid wants to play in college and they're 12, Typically, I laugh because I'm like, they're way too young. But when I go train them and they're like ballers and they're really, really good, then I take it really serious, right? Then I understand, wow, you know what? If you do want to play in college, you better be on a better team than you're on now. Otherwise, like, that's not going to happen, right? And so I reminded the parents. I said, look, you guys told me you want them to play in college. And in order to do that, you need to play on a better team. You need to play with better players. And I would feel bad if I like, did not tell these parents my honest opinion. And that's the thing. I should be a trusted advisor to these parents, right? And they all took my advice. Within two months, they all left that club, just like I, how I asked them to do, because my genuine interest was helping the kids only. I don't care about the club. I don't, I don't need to be buddy buddies with anybody in my town. All I need is players who I'm working with and I'm gonna serve them in a way where if I ask them to do something that's very difficult, 
they, they're still going to do it because they respect my opinion. They, they know I've been this <clears throat> in this game of training for long enough to know that, wow, you know what, Ben, you have helped over 200 kids get to college. So we are going to listen to you no matter how hard, like what you say is going to be for, for us or our kid. So they took my advice, they left, and <clears throat> that club, um, that club's director is absolutely hilarious. But somehow he found out about what happened because those were his three best players um, that were in the whole club, like spanning between ages of 12 all the way to 18. And he wrote an email to the entire club, to literally 1,500 parents. And I have the email. It's hilarious. It's sitting here right in front of me. And I have this saved as a PDF on my computer because I open up this email about once a month to look at it because it fires me up and motivates me. And I'll just read off just a little segment of it. It says, hey, parents, um, I'm not going to disclose this guy's name, but he says, hey, parents, um, I wanted to bring um, light to a situation that happened uh, recently with some players who are training in our program. And you need to be aware of Ben Neighbors from Neighbor Soccer Academy. He is convincing parents to leave our club and, and trying to tell 12-year-olds that they should play in college. And this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Like he literally just ripped me in this email. And one of the parents, one of those three parents sent me that email. And here's, here's how I handled it. Like, and this guy went on and on. I don't need to keep going, but basically he just tried to rip me to shreds and he tried to rip apart my, um, integrity, my brand, who I am. This guy like doesn't know me. And all I was cared, all I cared about was helping the kids get better. Like, I don't care about what teams kids play for. Like if, if they're on a crappy team and they're not good, cool, they'll stay there. Right. If they're really good on a bad team, I'm going to tell them to leave. Right. That's me wanting to help out. Right. Versus me being like this shy guy who's not going to be up front with parents. Like parents won't respect you if you're like that. Like they'd rather you tell them up front like how you feel about stuff because you should be the expert on training, right? So this dude went went on to to try to tear apart my reputation. Um, at that point, I had uh, four other kids who were training at me uh, with me um, that played at that club. They all left my program, um, those kids, uh, which was worth $2,000 a month at that point. Um, all the people in the future that I could have gotten from that club, they all left. Uh, or they, they all probably didn't want to train with me. And this guy proceeded to do that um, a couple more times because like what he wanted to do was make sure that I did not exist. And here's, here's what's funny is because that happened, there's people now that, that hate me. They don't like me, right? There's, the, there's this club, there's this older guy who despises me because I told three players to leave his program to go to something better. And you know, it's hilarious. Those, uh, those three boys like are in prime position right now to go play college soccer coming up. And if they didn't make that decision, if they didn't, if their parents didn't listen to me when I told them, they would not be in that position. And I can 100% guarantee it 100%. Right. But I tell you the story because when that happened and like initially I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy is trying to destroy me right now because it's not only like those parents saw that they're connected with other parents who have kids that play soccer in other clubs. So like the word got around that I was this guy that I was trying to like t 
tell kids that they're good enough to play in college and that they should leave clubs. And, and like I was this guy who's trying to ruin club soccer and I wasn't, I'm just trying to help out. And the way it all worked out was absolutely hilarious, right? Because I knew that if I just stayed on my mission, like I talked about earlier, and I have tunnel vision and I'm like, you know what? I did this to help kids out. I did not do this to help out a, a different club. I don't care about that. I need to focus in on helping more kids. And when I stayed on that mission and I had tunnel vision, I started to get more players. You know why? Because guess what? There's people that heard about me telling 12 year old kids that they wanted to, that wanted to play in college that I could help them do that. The parents who had kids <laughs> that had, that, that were younger that wanted to go do that. Guess what? Guess what they all did? They all called me. <laughs> and it's just funny how things work out when you are on a mission. Because I could have easily responded to that email and like tried to sue that guy or tried to 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 pick a an email fight or just I could have reacted totally different. And I will tell you, I was depressed about that for a couple of months. But once I realized, like, wait, wait a second, I'm here to help kids, and I don't care about anybody else. Like, I do not care about other coaches, not one bit, not one bit. I don't, I don't give a crap about what anyone else is doing care about what I'm doing and how I can help kids. And when I put that, that tunnel vision back on, I was like, all right, this is awesome. Now, guess what? Now I'm not liked by some people. Good. Right. Some people don't have, who have never met me that don't like me. Awesome. Like I don't like them either. I don't need to like them. Like, and, and the way I look at it is like having people not like you and you being known for something is great. Like you you taking a stand for something like like how I did, where I was like, you know what? I care about the player more than I do about the team. I want to help them transition into something that's going to be better for their future. And that's what I did, right? And that leads me to my next point. And this is my next point is why it's okay for you to be hated in your city by people who aren't in your program, right? And I will tell you right now, when I am on the phone with parents, and we get to the end of the phone call and I have a step-by-step a -step script of, of what I do over the phone with parents. All the mastermind members um, that, are, that are with me right now, they have that. It works extremely well. Um, it, it converts parents on a phone call into a, a uh, client, into a customer. And towards the end of the call, I always wrap up the call with my commitment, uh, what the price is. And I've done that for years. That 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 aspect has not changed. And I tweak things every once in a while. Um, and I'm I'm always looking to test things. But I will tell you, there's people who get to that part of the phone call with me, parents specifically, parents who are thrown off about the price. Um, they understand the value, but they're used to the the coach up thirty dollars an hour trainer. Uh, they're used to we come train whenever we want to type of trainer. Uh, the guy who doesn't really show up on time, the, the guy who allows people to reschedule. I treat my business like the Navy SEALs, like the military, where when someone is, is in my grasp, like they're in my business, we are going to do things my way. I set the tone with parents. And when we get to that part about price though, a lot of parents out there, I would say um, at least 50% are like, what? That's way too expensive. 
And they, they might not say it over the phone, but when they hang up, they're like, there's no way we're doing that. And here's why. It's because my program is not for everyone. If it was, I wouldn't have time to make this podcast because you know why? I'd be on the phone right now dealing with, with parent problems, right? I'd have, too, I'd have too many people in my city if I was opening my program to, ever, to everyone. And you guys have heard me in the past. I've talked about why I compare my program to a country club. Like a country club is hard to get into. A country club, there's a waiting list. Like you have to be, you have to have a certain level of commitment. You have to be a certain type of person. Like, and that's fine. Like being picky with who you train is the best thing that you could possibly do because that allows you to train the perfect person that you want. And that doesn't mean that they have to have a certain amount of money, but that just means they have to be committed to a certain level. And when I can confidently tell parents now, in order to be in my program, you have to be committed to a year. If someone's like, like they laugh and they're like, there's no way we can do that. Good. I don't want them. Right. I don't, I don't need them. I don't need them in my program because their kid and then like the parents are not going to be committed. Right. And that is why it is okay for you to be hated. And I will tell you right now, my reputation here in my city is, it's probably very funny. The people who are in my program, I know this for a fact, they absolutely love me. Like they have me to dinner all the time. I know their kids very well. Their kids look up to me like a mentor. People who are not my program, who've never trained with me, who who have maybe got on a phone call or they've heard about me through other people. Um, if it's people who have trained with me, they probably have respect for who I am. If it's from someone who talks about the price and they, they don't understand the, the value of the program, then they're not going to like me straight up and they'll never reach out to me. Good. I don't need those people and no, neither do you. And th that's the way you have to think because if you're trying to serve everybody in your city, you do not become known for something. There's nothing that you're standing for. You're just open to, to training whoever and some little four-year-old could come train with you and then the next hour, a 23-year-old guy who plays rec soccer could come train with you. Like you gotta be known for something, right? And that's why that's why it's okay. For me, I am and so like, I don't wanna say narrow-minded, but like I, I'm so sold on the idea about like why you shouldn't care about what people think about you. And why you should only care about like the opinion of those who are customers because those people do matter they are in your program right and that right there i i know if you actually follow that that will make you thousands of more dollars this month and that will weed out all the negative toxic people from your program in the future right now this leads me to my last two points here okay Thank you guys for sticking around uh, on this podcast. I know like I've gone through all these points. I go, I want to go through everything in depth. This way you can really, really get where my mindset is. But the next point here is like, because you understand that there's a gap, there's a gap in the co uh, between coaches and players that you can fill. Right. And it, again, this does not matter the sport. This doesn't even really matter the service. It could be the same thing, like if you're a teacher and you know kids learn better individually and you want to be a tutor, like this is all going to work out the same, right? But this is the best possible time on the planet to start your business because there is a lack of coaching, of, of quality coaching. There's not a lack of coaching. There's a lack of quality coaching. And I'm going to tell you something that is is shocking to hear, all right? But this, this is the reality in my city. And I look at soccer. Soccer is, is my sport that I coach. And you will find this in any sport 
out there. And I promise you, if you do enough digging, if you do the steps that we talked about in this podcast, you will find this out. And in my city and soccer, the average coach who, who coaches club soccer, these are, these are supposed to be quality programs. These are supposed to be programs where kids, they can go to practice, learn enough to where they don't need extra training. But this is reality. Those coaches individually have at least two to three teams that they have to manage. Okay. Now in soccer, there's 18 kids on each team. All right. And for younger kids, there's 12. All right. So let's just say it's between 12 to 18 kids. So this coach is responsible for trying to individually help. Let's just say 12 times three, that's 36, 36 kids per week. That is really hard to do on a team format. And if there's 18 times three, um, I don't even know the math there. I'm gonna. T- I'm too lazy to get my calculator. But that's how many kids that they would have to manage. And think about it. They are going to practice two times a week, all right? So they're training. These coaches are training six. If they're if they have three teams, they're coaching six sessions a week. And then in the games every weekend, there's probably at least three games. If there's tournaments, there's probably around. Let's see here. Each team is gonna have four games. So four times three, that's 12 games that this coach has to be at. There's no way on the planet that that coach is going to have the mental capacity to help that many kids individually. It's impossible. I, I don't care if it's Jose Mourinho and he's the, one of the best soccer coaches in the world. Like You will not have the mental capacity to do that, which is why knowing that in this sport right, and in other sports, basketball, you could see the same thing. Um, anything, like anything out there, coaches are not going to have the mental bandwidth to give kids individualized attention. Sorry, that is a a tongue twister. (laughs) Individualized attention. Coaches are not going to have the bandwidth to do that if they're having to look after that many kids, right? And that is why if you're listening to this podcast right now and you've stuck around this whole time, this is your opportunity to create the best thing in your city where you can ignore, not ignore, but you can not complain about the crappy coach anymore and you can embrace the fact that you have this thing that is very attractive to kids and to parents and they're going to want to join what you're doing because you can produce results. And that right there is why you should start now. If you start two weeks from now, like if you if like if you don't start now, it's not going to happen. Right, and it shouldn't be me the one who has to tell you that. You should have the the desire and the discipline to get started now, right? But I just laid out all the points of why, like crappy coaching, and that's everywhere. I don't care like where you're at. Here in the U.S., that's how it is. In other countries, it's still like that. I don't care if the quality of coaching is better. Like if you offer the premier program, you should have the best thing, and you should be relentless on your pursuit to helping others get into your program because you have something that can help out more, right? Now, that is why I said, guys, if if you need help with starting your business, your sports business, I am 100% in my head confident I can help you out. I don't care where you're at in life right now. I don't care if you have a nine to five job. I don't care if you're in college. I don't care if you have kids, mortgage, rent. It doesn't matter to me. Like right now, I'm helping tons of coaches in our mastermind We've been growing that group, um, and I would love to chat with you to see if you're the right fit for that group. That group is not for everybody, right? 
And if you've ever talked to me over the phone, you have to be committed for at least 12 months. Um, that is only, that's, that's how I roll. I only want to help people who are that committed because I can go all in with them at that point. And if you've seen value from our podcast, I can guarantee you like that is a thousand times different because I am helping coaches on a daily basis. I have at least right now, three hours of time that I'm personally helping coaches build what they're doing, um, setting up their business with them, setting up all their marketing. And that is the go-to spot. If you if you've listened to this podcast enough and you know you want to take the next steps, I invite you to check that out. And here is how you do it, right? You go to my website, buildmysportsbiz.com. There is a big blue button at the top of the page that says Call Coach Ben. You click on that button, and from there, there's an application, and it's very specific. And a lot of people, I've been tracking this, um, about 10% of people who actually land on that page actually complete the form. Like it weeds people out who are, are faking from those who are serious about building their business. So go check it out if you're the right fit. Um, you'll fill that up, that form out. We'll hop on the phone, talk about that, and see if you want to move forward there. And I will tell you, like it's probably a good thing to go listen to my two podcasts called Psycho Traits Part 1, Psycho Traits Part 2, those like are the qualities I look for when I help coaches that I can either teach them and they have to have that mindset or they need to have that mindset already, right? So it might be wise to go listen to that before we get on the phone. Um, but if, you, if you've if you heard enough and, and you know that this is something that you want to do with your life, I feel very confident I can help you and I would love to help you, right? So that's it, guys. I appreciate your time. Um, if you could leave us some feedback on iTunes and um, if you have any questions, like I said, Go fill out the application form on our site. I would love to chat with you over the phone this week. And I'll holler at you guys later.